0: Welcome to Islamic Life Coach School Podcast. Apply tools that you learn in this podcast and your life will be unrecognizably successful. Now your host, Dr. Kamal Aftar. Hello, hello, hello everyone. Peace and blessings be upon all of you. Today's podcast subject originated from a real pain point that I noticed in my clients and I figured what better way to address this topic other than the podcast. So here we are. So many of you have reached out to me over time saying things like, I don't know why things keep happening to me. I don't know why I keep taking certain action. I don't know why I find myself scrolling on social media for hours, eating things that I had said I wouldn't eat. I say things in heated moments that I later regret. I promise myself that I won't do it again, but it happens again. Or I'm unable to say things that I planned on saying. I want to say things, but I can't say them when it matters the most. Through the cumulative effect of such automatic actions, it starts to feel like life is happening to you, not for you, and it keeps you from living your best life. So that's what we're going to talk about today, how to create your best life. The automation of actions is the reason why you might have woken up one day and asked, I don't know how I got here. This is where you're moving away from your best life. If you're not able to understand why you eat unhealthy, why you don't work out, why you don't make enough money why you're unhappy in your marriage, why your business isn't successful and it's feeling like you're plugged into the matrix and are able to observe what you're doing but unable to stop it. It's because your actions are happening which seems like someone has programmed you to a remote control and taking control of your arms, legs, your mouth almost against your will. Actions that you don't want to take keep happening. The answer to this mystery is actually very simple and easy to understand. And after I tell it to you, you'll be like, of course, it makes sense. But the solution to this problem requires work. Again, information versus transformation. Two different layers. If you just listen and understand with your intellect, it will make a difference. But if you implement it, that's where the real improvement happens. So inshallah, as always, my intention is your transformation through this podcast, not to just provide you with information. That is just the bottom layer. If you implement it, which is the second more important layer, that's when you'll see the change. So let's define automatic actions. What seems automatic might actually not be automatic. There's only one very simple type of action that is purely automatic, like moving your hand away from a hot stove, or flinching when touched by a sharp object. These types of actions we will call reflexive. These are always simple actions, like When you hear a loud noise, you may reflexively cover your ears or flinch. When you see something moving quickly out of the corner of your eye, you may reflexively turn your head to look at it. Or when you feel a sneeze coming, you reflexively close your eyes. We will call these reflexive actions. They're universally programmed into all humans and are not in our control. Truly automatic. There is another type of an action that seems automatic, but these are more complex actions. For example, looking at a social media app icon on your phone and reflexively opening it and starting to scroll. This is a conditioned response. Your nervous system is always controlling your action. There is some wiring active somewhere for you to be engaging in the scrolling or the eating or the running of the mouth. Some people overshare and they think it's happening automatically. It's not. No action is 100% completely out of the scope of your nervous system. Your nervous system is engaged in the execution of the action at some level. When the action seems automatic, it's because the command of the nervous system is hidden underneath conscious awareness, and this is called a conditioned response. This is a phrase you'll be hearing frequently in this episode. So, two types of actions that seem automatic one is reflexive action, and the other is a conditioned action both under the control of our nervous system, but only the reflexive action is truly automatic, something that we can't gain control of even if we tried. And those are very simple actions. Pavlov's experiment is really famous in this field where he gave dogs some food and they salivated. The food and the salivation is a reflexive response, not under their control, already programmed. This is the first kind of the automatic action that we talked about. Then he gave the dog some food and paired it with the ringing of a bell, and the dogs salivated. And then eventually when he took the food away, just the ringing of the bell caused the dogs to salivate. Without this conditioning, the bell ring would not cause the salivation. So the bell and the salivation becomes a conditioned response. This is the second type of automatic response that we mentioned. In this case, a neutral stimulus of a bell caused the action of the salivation, which would not have otherwise happened if it wasn't for the conditioning that the dogs went through for the sake of this experiment. The same exact thing happens to humans. Humans have a primal brain that's not that different from how animals act in these situations. And this is very well proven. Our primal brain didn't evolve into a more sophisticated brain. It remains intact in its place while the prefrontal cortex or the neocortex developed on top of it. So we technically have two fully functional brains, an animal brain and a higher brain. So let's say if a baby is playing with a kitten and she finds it cute and cuddly, but all of a sudden something spooks the kitten and it scratches the baby. Then the baby develops a negative association with it. And it might develop into a fear when every time she sees the kitten, she gets scared. The adults around her would know that there's nothing to be afraid of with the kitten, but that's how any of our irrational fears develop. A conditioning of a response that was originally a harmless stimulus. To live an unconscious life means you're living a life of default conditioned responses. If you're not sure why you find yourself doing something or not doing something, it's because the action or inaction has been conditioned into your subconscious. If you see a TV remote and you find yourself itching to turn the TV on, the stimulus, the remote, and the conditioned response of the urge to turn it on. The conditioning of these types of responses doesn't mean that it's etched into your brain. It doesn't mean that it's become a part of your DNA. It does not mean that it's going to be hard work to reverse it, and it definitely does not mean that it's irreversible. Just like an action got conditioned into you, it can be deconditioned. And this is where the lesson of this podcast comes in, the deconditioning of unwanted responses. And for deeper levels of commitment and transformation, that's where coaching comes in. When you touch a hot stove and you reflexively take your hand off, it happens before it enters your brain before your conscious mind has a chance to process it. Because just having to think about removing your hand from a burning stove is long enough to delay and cause significant burns to your hand. So, for the very academic medical types, they have a tendency to argue with me and they say people can take actions without their mind being involved. And they give me this example of a hot stove or a pinprick. Yes, of course that happens, and that's a part of our defense mechanism. But the nerves are still involved in the sensing of the stimulus and the generating of the action. Even if they're not neurons of the brain, the information still has to travel to and from the nervous system to be able to feel the burn and to be able to retract the hand. Without the reception, there could be no counter-reaction of the withdrawal. So the nervous system is involved in some capacity, and in the cases of more complex activities, Our brain is involved, not just our nerves. An unconditioned response or a reflexive response is something that you're already programmed to do at birth. Like if you turn on the shower and it's too hot, you immediately jump back. That's reflexive. That microsecond of response is truly out of your control, but it still includes your nervous system in the loop. Or for example, somebody jumps out from behind the door and scares the living daylights out of you and you scream. That's an unconditioned, reflexive response. You did not have to do anything to create that response. All that had to happen was that stimulus was present and your body would react that way. So a little bit of a review. C-T-F-A-R. Circumstances, Thoughts, Feelings, Actions, and Results. This is the rendering of how I take charge of my life and how I teach my clients to take charge of theirs. I have talked a lot about this on this podcast, but I will present a slightly different version of it today. And that is C dash, near. C-N-E-A-R. This is a closer rendering for the purposes of today's podcast. It's the same concept, just worded a different way. Circumstances that are outside of us, inert, neutral, do not cause your thoughts, thus the dash in the acronym. Then comes our nervous system that assigns this inert stimulus a meaning. That's the N for the nervous system. Remember, our nervous system assigns the meaning. The circumstances do not give the meaning to us. Then comes E for emotions, then A for actions, and R for results. C-near. N-E-A-R. I have seen that people find this version easier to remember and much easier to relate to. I find it much easier for me to teach it in my coaching as well. So anyways, C-circumstance-near. N for nervous system, E for emotions, A for actions, and R for results. The dash because circumstance and nervous system are independent of each other. Everything besides the circumstance is in our control. So actions that are conditioned are a stimulus that seem to lead to an action where we don't have a conscious understanding of what our nervous system went through that led to the action. According to this formula, C-near, the stimulus of a bag of chips does not cause you to reach out to the bag of chips to eat them. According to this formula, the stimulus of the bag of chips is a circumstance. It's inert until you have a thought that leads to a feeling that leads to an action of picking up the bag of chips and eat it. The bag of chips does not cause the eating of it because if you have a bag of chips in the house and you didn't know you had it, you can't eat it. The presence of the bag of chips does not cause the eating. You becoming aware of it with your brain leads to the eating. Nothing outside of you causes your actions until it goes through the filter of your nervous system. This is great news because the conscious part of our nervous system is in our control. This applies to every scenario if you've ever wondered why you can't stop watching YouTube, why you can't stop scrolling on TikTok. You told yourself you're going to stop after 5 minutes or 1 video and it's 2 hours and you don't know where the time went. I used the example of the bag of chips, but you insert your situation here. A bag of chips, you see it on the table, nervous system says, I want that, it looks really good. Remember it was so crunchy and flavorful, it was like a party in your mouth. All of these thoughts lead to the emotion of desire, leading to the action of eating the chips, leading to an intense dopamine hit. C near. C is the bag of chips. N is your nervous system's response. I want it. Emotion of urge, action of eating the chips, result, a great dopamine hit, makes it more likely to engage in the same action again. The more you answer this urge of desire every time you spot a bag of chips, The more tightly programmed the action of eating it becomes in your brain. The mistake we make is that we think our conditioned responses are reflexive responses. Like we don't have a choice but to eat the bag of chips or the box of Oreos after a stressful day because we tell ourselves that's just how it is. We don't have any control over it. Or we tell ourselves we don't have a choice but to become small and hidden whenever there's an opportunity of visibility. Or if you have an aversion to money, that's a conditioned response. Money doesn't cause the aversion, your subconscious programming does. Programming like money causes you to move away from religion. Or rich people don't have time to be spiritual. They're out creating money, not praying. Money is for others, not for me. All of these subconscious thoughts are causing your conditioned response to aversion to money. And you're at a point where you don't know how to attract money in your life. This is not reflexive. This is not automatic. You have conditioned it into yourself. It is a far cry to think of complex subconscious responses as being the same as reflexive responses. This is a dereliction of duty as a human being. Call something automatic and shelve it as something that cannot be changed because you don't want to do the work or you don't know that work can be done or you don't know how to do the work. Generally, the term automatic is used to describe both conditioned and reflexive responses, but one can be reversed and the other cannot. Reversing the unwanted conditioned responses leads to living your best life. These unwanted actions can be, I find myself scrimmaging through the pantry each evening even when I'm not hungry. I find myself avoiding people when actually I want to make friends. I want to talk to people in gatherings or meetings, but somehow I'm not able to. I find myself very angry at my husband. The husband does not cause the anger. It is a conditioned response. And to call it reflexive is the easy way out, is the cop-out method. If you are aware of your thoughts and feelings that lead to the action, action is not conditioned yet. But our brain, being so efficient and being such an incredible machine that it is, says, what is there to think about? A bag of chips means immediate pleasure, so it hides all of the thoughts and our feelings in our subconscious. It buries them deep down inside until we can't access them. That's when it becomes a conditioned response. Bag of chips leads to us picking up and eating it. Seems like bag of chips caused the eating. Seems like the phone caused the hours of scrolling, seems like a slow driver caused the cursing, seems like the husband caused the yelling, and on and on. And we move further and further away from our best life, then life starts happening to us, not for us. This deep burying of our thoughts and feelings out of our conscious mind happens because of dopamine surge that comes as a direct result of certain actions. Eating chips, scrolling through social media, all of them are designed to give very large dopamine hits, some things that our bodies have not evolved to handle. Even yelling at the bad driver gives you the relief of anger, which creates a dopamine hit. In each situation, the brain got what it wanted, instant gratification. So to the brain, it's a no-brainer to automate that pathway, so that each time the stimulus comes across, it gets its relief. Because of this dopamine hit, your brain would rather not waste energy thinking about how you got to this point. It just gets fixed on how to get the next hit. So if you're not living your best life, then chances are you have a whole bunch of automated actions that you have not kept in check. These conditioned responses develop over time, and the only way to decondition them is through our only point of control, which is our thoughts. So I'll tell you a very sad story about my conditioned response. When I was a kid, we were at my grandma's house and we were playing with our baby cousin and he was just a baby. So you know how kids spit up after drinking milk? So that happened while I was playing with him and I got disgusted. But my uncle yelled across the room, Hey, here's your yogurt. You should eat it. And that was such a disgusting moment for me that I have not been able to eat plain yogurt since then. Because I still recall the stench of that spit up every time I look at yogurt. It is such a shame that I can't eat plain yogurt, I know. But I could decondition that response out of me if I choose to. For now, I'm good with flavored yogurt and adding some fruits and granola if I want to eat it. In my career as a physician and a coach, I come across so many people that tell me they don't know how this happened or that happened. Like their actions are a mystery. They tell me, I don't know why, but every time my husband mentions this topic, I get irritated. They tell me, I don't know how, but even the thought of driving on highways makes me afraid. Or they tell me, when I see my teenager has been on screen for hours, I start to yell. I don't know how, I don't know why. They tell me, my stomach gets upset before a big presentation. My in-laws trigger me. The exam stresses me. Seeing a homeless person makes me extremely sad to the point of becoming non-functional. When all I want to do is help them. All of these are conditioned responses. In the name of efficiency, the brain creates a shortcut from the stimulus to response. There is never such a thing as a stimulus causing your action. A stimulus or a circumstance always goes through your nervous system before causing a response. Because if that didn't happen, it would give us such an easy get out of jail card on the day of judgment. You could say, My in-laws triggered me so I can't really be held responsible for what I did. Ice cream made me eat it non-stop every night, so I can't be asked about gluttony. If our circumstances, objects of our environment, people in our life, caused our actions, the concept of answering for our actions on the day of judgment wouldn't make any sense. Your mind is always leading to your actions through thoughts, conscious or conditioned, always even and especially when the action looks automatic. It's your responsibility to look out for when and where you can take control. Deconditioning yourself for being plugged into the matrix is the method to creating a life worth living. You are always choosing what you're doing. Give yourself permission to choose. Complex tasks are never reflexive. They are conditioned. Step out of the social programming long enough to understand this design. Because the consumerism-driven market will not help you see this design. It will want to keep you plugged in the matrix. Get coaching if you need to. Go beyond the work that comes with this podcast. Be more dedicated to this method of self-improvement. Life coaching is spending less time on how we got here and more time on how to get out of it. Of course, there is knowledge to be gained in learning how you got here, but only to a certain extent. What is worth all of your effort and money in the world, in my opinion, is figuring out how to get out of where you're stuck right now, not just how you got here. Coaching is future-focused, worth every penny of your investment with me. Conditioning in human behavior is extremely easy to achieve, especially when the reward of the behavior is high. Deconditioning is also easy once you know how to do it, and you've done it a few times. Learning to like vegetables is a type of a conditioned response. Exposing yourself to multiple servings of food before you get to like it. That's because you're conditioning your senses. Pleasure from food alone is an unconditioned response. Reflexive. You're born with it. Pleasure from hyper-engineered food, like sugar, is a conditioned response. So like I've been saying, there are two types of automatic actions. Reflexive responses, which are simple actions that are universally programmed into humans, and conditioned responses, which are more complex actions that are controlled by the brain but are not fully conscious unless attended to. Your attention is your single most valuable commodity. Living your best life outside of the matrix will require a reversal of conditioned behaviors with your attention, and the best way to do it is coaching directing your thoughts not letting the thoughts direct you and with that i say alhamdulillah and i thank allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for this design that he gave us the capacity to keep control of our actions and he gave us the knowledge of how to get it done O allah i place my trust in you and turn to you in repentance please forgive me for my mistakes in my life and any mistakes in my teachings guide all of us on the right path Protect us from dangers of an unconscious life. Protect us from all harm and grant us the strength and the wisdom to live a righteous and fulfilling life on the path of Iman. Amin ya Rabbal Alameen. Please keep me in your du'as. I will talk to you guys next time. Thank you for listening to the Islamic Life Coach School Podcast. It is our mission to raise emotional intelligence among Muslims and to dispense tools of superior mental health. Gaining success in this world and the next, one thought at a time. Hey, are you thinking about coaching? I invite you to a complimentary consultation with me, where I can help you define the solution to your problem, regardless if you choose to work with me in the Empowered Muslim Women program or not. So you really have nothing to lose. Access the appointment link through the show notes and inshallah I will see you there.